and welcome to Sitcom Geeks. I'm James Carey. And I'm Dave Cohen. He certainly is. And this is episode 175 of Sitcom Geeks. We don't often pause to reflect, wow, that's quite a lot of episodes, isn't it? But that's quite a lot of episodes, isn't it? That is, and that's a you know that's a kind of moment. It's not quite a big moment in the cricket match, is it? But when the when the batsman yep. gets to one seven five, it's a kind of hey, you know, this is this this isn't just a you know he could yep. get there. He could get they to start 200. to call, they call these daddy hundreds, I believe. Graham Gooch used to call them. But we're not going to talk about cricket any longer than we would like to. Dave and I could talk about cricket uh, for for a good hour or so before we circle back to sitcom. But let's get into the sitcom stuff. But before we get there, we're going to talk about uh, 12 Rules uh, for Life uh, which uh, and sitcoms, which Dave wrote uh, recently and had quite a lot of uh, interest in. So we'll talk about that and what, what was so gosh darn interesting about it. Um, but first, why don't we just leap into breaking news, which is breaking the news is breaking news for comedy writers. Do you want to explain what that is, Dave? Uh, yes, it's September. It's that time of the year when uh, we start to put our topical comedy hats on. Uh, and even if you do want to be a sitcom writer, you really should uh, think about writing uh, topical uh, comedy. And there's lots of uh, good uh, possibilities now, new possibilities. The Skewer, a brilliant show uh, created by John Holmes, who's done loads and loads of topical stuff over the years. This show is weird but brilliant and John is very very keen to get new writers he's already used loads of new writers and in fact James and I uh, chatted to him on our Patreon uh, masterclass last week he's, he's really uh, it's brilliant how uh, enthusiastic he is about getting new writers so uh, check that out. The Skewer is coming back uh, at the end of October. But also the Scottish, very successful Scottish topical show, Breaking the News, which runs for 30 weeks a year. And that's a lot of jokes, a lot of jokes they need. So they are very keen uh, to get uh, writers along. And uh, we'll put the email address uh, up at the end uh, uh, with this uh, episode. Uh, yep. But it's uh, btn.production at bbc.co.uk asks to be put on their mailing list and they will send you uh, the weekly brief. I think that show starts up again mid-October and it runs for 10 weeks. So it runs for three lots of 10 weeks every year. It goes, it's out more than your university almost I think yes that's right that's longer than term time isn't <laughs> yeah. it yeah Mass- so massive show lots and lots yeah. of jokes required um so do consider writing for both those shows because those are above all the great thing about writing for shows like that is you get to, to be known by producers and you get asked to write for other things so it really mm. is worth thinking about writing topical comedy yeah, and we spent two whole hours on that, uh, partly with John Holmes as well, and reflecting on this whole world of topical comedy writing in our Patreon masterclass. And if you join as a real Mackay, which is the top tier of our Patreon, uh, then you will find out, and you can get access to that, that you can get back to previous ones and um, and also uh, get ready for the next ones that we're doing too. So patreon.com forward slash sitcom geeks, and you will find details of um, of that. So uh, that's the, but we don't know anything about News Jack. We've not heard anything about in what form that is coming back. If it's coming back, it's probably coming back in some form or other. We don't know. But for now, there's there's the skewer and breaking the news to be getting on with. Uh, we're excited that we're going to be talking to um, Stuart Goldsmith about uh, the Edinburgh Festival. We've got an episode lined up with him to interview him. So that's coming down the pike uh, sometime soon as well, because uh, live comedy is another way into comedy writing. But I think, Dave, we should just take a step back and think about life. Uh, tell us a bit about why you wrote this article. We'll link to it in the show notes. It's on the BCG, British Comedy Guide website, who host this podcast on their servers very kindly. Um, what, what, tell, talk us through this, this, this article. What, what are you trying to achieve in it? Um, well, I, I've been thinking a lot about this because we, we, we both we write a, um, we read a lot of scripts by new writers and by more experienced writers. Um, we we're always trying to come up with new ideas ourselves for projects um and then and and of course we meet every fortnight and we we chat and we you know we talk about the the technicalities of how to write sitcom and and you know where to how to do your plotting and all that kind of stuff but along the way you know there are there are connections that we're making um and 
discussions that we're having that feel as relevant um, in, in both ways. Stuff that we think about in comedy, I find, uh, applies to, to other things in our lives. And likewise, I then started to think, oh, well, here are some things that apply in my life and maybe they also apply to uh, comedy writing. So I wrote this kind of slightly, uh, slightly tongue-in-cheek um blog post uh, called 12 Rules of Life, um, which I think is the title of a book by someone like, is it Jordan Peterson or something? Yes, his, his okay. is 12 Rules for Life. 12 Rules um, for but, Life. Yeah, but no, the, the, the 12 is the key, isn't it? Yeah, 12 Rules of Life and Comedy Writing. Um, mm. And um, was, uh, you know, pleasantly surprised to find that it actually received many, many more hits than, uh, for instance, uh, the mathematics of plotting your sitcom. Uh, so, um, <laughs> who knew? Yeah, who yeah. would have thought that? So, um, yeah, I, I, I've got these 12 rules and, um, you know... Let's can, start. Let's yeah, go through them. Okay. Because rule one is accept... Because obviously we want to get on with it because rule one is accept everything <laughs> takes longer. That's right. Yeah, and um, and and in fact, this this actual blog, you know, I had the idea for the for the blog itself, um, uh, as you do, and you go, oh, I've got a great idea. That's going to be brilliant. I must uh, write that um, when I get back from my holiday. Well, I had a short break, uh, and. Uh, came back and thought, oh, I must write that article. And then, of course, I had all the catching up to do with all the emails that had come in the time that I'd been away. Um, and then, you know, something else happened. And uh, and then also, uh, oh, God, blogs, you know, they just... It's one thing to write them and then not just write them. You then have to, you know, kind of find pictures for them and stick them up on your website or whatever. And, and just the whole, the whole notion of, oh, I've got an idea... Um, then becoming the the blog and that's kind of that seems to me to be true about everything in my life i think that was probably the first the first the point of entry of which i thought this in fact i've been working on a a sitcom which i did actually manage to write in the time that i gave allotted myself to write it and then of course i left it for uh three months um because I was so excited and proud of myself that I had managed to actually write the first draft in the time that I, I said to myself that I would. And um, there you go. It's, um, it's, it's, it's now something that I'd, I was hoping that I would have been sending off uh, to uh, people to, to get some notes back. Um, and uh, it's now, we're now uh, nearly at the end of September and I haven't, rewritten it yet to um, send the notes off that I was hoping to send three weeks ago I mean if you go to the free economics podcast season seven episode 39 you will discover this is May the 31st 2018 there's one called here's why all your projects are always late and what to do about it whether it's giant infrastructure plans or humble kitchen renovation it inevitably takes way too long and costs way too much. That's because you suffer from the planning fallacy. In brackets, you also have an optimism bias and a bad case of overconfidence. Um, so if you want a solution to this, then you might want to go and listen to the Free Economics podcast um, because th this is a thing. You know, this is this is a thing, isn't it? But it's also something that you've uh, alluded to as well, uh, mm. uh, where you think about, um, you say, you know, the things that you want to do now uh, take take loads more time than you think but then conversely you you look at where you are compared to five years ago say and you've actually achieved loads loads more than yeah. you thought was uh, possible so, yeah i mean so there's, there's the career version of this and then there's the script version of this the career version of this is, is, is i think it's i think it's bill gates who sort of said it in one version but i don't think it's original to him uh, who knew bill gates doesn't have anything original um uh but he said you people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. And I guess he went from uh, high school, you know, college dropouts to multi, multi-billionaire uh, over the course of probably 15 years. Three but, weeks. <laughs> yeah. Things moved a bit slower back then, but it was still pretty fast. But I think there's something in that, which is it just we think that in this time next year we'll be millionaires uh, says uh, del boy which is fine if you're going to win the jackpot but you tend not to win jackpots or discover that you were sitting on something extremely valuable the whole time um so even if you've got a really good idea and you've written it really well and it turns into a tv show nothing's really going to you're nothing you're not going to notice the difference probably for two years and that's if all the planets are aligning 
So just bear in mind that these these projects are two to five years rather than one year and just work out in the short term what you want to achieve with this project and, you know, being honest about outcomes and how long these things take. So that that's the career sort of version of this. But the second thing is um, when you're when you're trying to write a script, again, the re and I've said this probably quite a few times now, uh, when we're reading scripts, they tend to feel like they were written based on an outline that probably wasn't interrogated. This 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 show, you know, this script feels rushed. It feels sketchy. It feels like there's a lot of logical leaps and problems with it. And the person sort of ran out of time or started writing it too soon. And the professional knows uh, how long it takes to get to that stage before you can actually write it. So in some ways, I, I don't think I'm much quicker than I used to be. It's just my experience as a professional means I know how long it takes. And, and, I, and I have the time to take that because this is sort of my job. Whereas if you're fitting it around your day job or being a full-time carer or uh, whatever it is, you're always looking for shortcuts. And the problem is shortcuts uh, tend to, uh, you know, they paper over a crack for now, but that crack's going to get wider and wider. And by draft three, that crack is, is a serious fault line. Uh, so... I think that's and and again, I was takes us on to the next thing, which is be totally honest with yourself. Goodness me, Dave, this is quite an examination here. So why don't, why don't you talk a bit about that? Yeah, I mean that. I think that's probably the most important thing that um, I've I've done uh, in the last sort of two or three years, really. And um, this this was something that that um, came about in life, uh, really, was because for 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 various reasons. Um, moving moving uh, to a house and getting a mortgage for the first time in my life which was a crazy thing to do but actually um you know moving out of a garret with five of us was was probably the the uh, overriding uh, reason for that but it, it did cause sort of financial issues and i had this kind of uh I, you know i had i had to kind of spend a lot of time uh in the about 3 years ago just getting my getting my finances in order and I had this sort of image of myself um, partly through in as in the comedy world of how you know I've kind of done these Edinburgh's over the years and some of them have been successful and others not so but I had this uh, I kind of had a reminded myself of the various um, plans that I've made when I went to Edinburgh and that and the ideas of how much uh, I could hope to make, or how much I would cover, and I, you know, as a, as as a different person to the person who took did this, I looked back on this and I thought, you were just completely deluding yourself there, <laughs> weren't you, Dave? And and you and, were a sitcom character. Yeah, I was, and I looked and I thought about even the ones that were successful, and I kind of looked a little bit, you know, I dug a bit deeper into the figures, and yes, I made a thousand pounds uh that year in edinburgh but that was you know i'd spent six months working on this show and um i'd, I'd not taken other work as a result and lost lots of other work put hours and hours of time into it and the strain and the kind of and and the you know being away from home for a month and all that stuff and at the end of that at the end of that six months really really hard work i had like a a, a thousand quid to show and that was easily money that would have you know, that worked out at probably, I could have worked in... Uh, W.H. Smith. Yeah, from yeah. McDonald's or something and, and earned more for the amount of hours that I put into that. So and it, it was a kind of liberating moment, really. I started to think, actually, yeah, God, Dave. And I, and I started to think about other areas of, of uh, life where I hadn't been honest with myself and suddenly found... Um, a wealth of comedy <laughs> in me um, and uh, and it's a sort of progress of uh, you know when I first started writing about comedy uh, and I, I wrote a blog about when people say write what you know uh, I always said mm, I, I don't know I think that's not uh, that, that's not necessarily the thing you should write you know write what write about what you're passionate about and then I followed that idea through and that became write what you don't know and um and now, as a result of everything that's happened, I sort of uh, got a new take on it, which is write what you didn't even know you knew about yourself. Wow. And, uh, you know, it is, it can be painful and it's, uh, you know, but it's, it's, um, it's, 
it's finding, but you know, when you find the thing that you weren't self-aware about, you know, you know you've got yourself uh, a brilliant original comedy character, and that is uniquely based on you and your errors, which you, which you know, and you can, you know, you can pick at in, in a way that nobody else can know them, and so I think that's a really, for me, that's the one that really does yeah. work across everything. So you've uh, nicked from the Greeks, from Aristotle again, know thyself. I think that's Aristotle, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, I think so. Uh, and I say though, that's that's the best piece of advice that's not in the Bible, uh, know thyself. I think that's excellent advice. Be totally honest with yourself. For me, this works out in a number of ways. One is every time I go and see a play, I always think, why aren't I writing a play? I could do a play. I could write that. And then I start planning a play. And actually plays are even worse ways of making money than virtually anything else. Um, well, and just you've, knowing written, you've, that, you've written some good plays, uh, James. Bless you for I? saying so. But they, yeah. they don't make, if I'm totally honest with myself, uh, they don't make a lot of money. They do okay. Um, and actually, my next thing that I'm going to do will just be me, you know, a one-man show about John's gospel and how Jesus turns water into wine. Um, because the I just can't afford to pay two other people to do a show and go take it on the road. Um, I, I need to I, I need to do it but also I really want to do it as well so it's 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 all fine but yeah being honest about why am I doing this do I just want to prove someone wrong that's not really a good that's what your characters would do in your sitcom is they would but in a way that would blow itself out in a 48 hour period um, and they would come to their senses when all is lost and realize that you know, there's, this is a terrible reason for doing the right thing. And then they get they do the right thing for the right reason. And then it sort of slightly backfires on them. But ultimately, justice is done and order is restored, as it were, or equilibrium is restored. So I think we can labor for years and years under misapprehensions and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's worth knowing, you know, what am I trying to do? It's also worth trying to be totally honest. Are you actually trying to write a sitcom? Um, you know, this is this is this is happening so much now where people are talking about story arcs and the thing they're most interested in is the story and not the comedy. So just be honest with yourself. It's not a sitcom. So don't worry about it. Write a drama that's fun. Write a funny drama. Um, so, um, yeah, I think sort of really trying to check yourself the whole time. Um, and the other thing I've sort of realized is that how I come up with ideas that I like is that I actually write about ideas rather than characters or situations uh, as a general rule. And so that's how I've just come up with a new sitcom idea, which I'm really excited about is I've thought I'd really write, like to write about this area. What, what, where would be the best place to have this existential uh, kind of thing? So I, I started with what is it really about? And then what is it about? Uh, so if you go right back to our probably our very first podcast, 174 episodes ago, it's probably what's your sitcom about and what's it really about. And if you go back to the beginning, number three, your first attempt, says Dave in his 12 rules, is only the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's what right. What do you mean by that? Um, well, uh, it, it's... The, 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 that um, self-awareness then uh, from number two leads you to think, okay, all right, I've been, uh, I've not been honest with myself about this. Okay, let's try and be honest with this. Or uh, to, to take your example just there. Now you've you've just had an idea. You've got an idea for a new sitcom, mm. um, and you're very excited about it. And we always that that's that's the thing. At the starting point, we're always. Probably it's probably the most exciting moment, isn't it? It's the mm. oh my god, that is a fantastic idea. And as you said, you know, earlier in this uh, at the start of this podcast, um, and um, which we we say a lot about, you know, kind of testing your idea rigorously, and um, you know, often we'll have an idea, go, oh, that's a great idea, uh, and then the little voice inside um that that's uh, that lives in your brain that uh, get, gets up and says what do you mean that's you can't do that that's not on yeah no you're no good you're not good enough to do that um or or you know oh yeah okay all right go on go ahead give it a go and you give it a go and um you've written um you've written your script you've written your first draft Woohoo! And I mean, actually, as uh, again, as we say here, if you you know, if you've completed the first draft of a sitcom, you are already uh, many, many steps ahead of the vast majority of the people. Even a, a 
considerable number of people who listen to this show. You know, it's 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 hard to finish, and mm. so you fit. But you, but once you finish that first draft of the sitcom, uh, you know that now 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 the work begins. But you know, that's um, that. You, you, and I guess that that is a that is a rule in life as well, which is a kind of good 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 rule because it means that you know we're always learning, we're always curious, we always need to we always need to find out more. And you know, no, nothing nothing is ever perfect, but um, you know, you can, you know, once you've done something, you, that's not mm. it. You know, you've got to, you've got to keep going, really. Uh, yeah. You know, and and the first draft is the start. I'm afraid. Yeah. And actually, when you have, so I had this idea the other day. I was out for a walk, actually, and I thought, "Oh, I've I've got this idea. Um, oh, I think it's a workplace show, and oh, that's great because that's the first show I did was a workplace show. It was Think the Unthinkable, and I know how to do that. And as I thought more about it, I thought, "Oh, it's about this guy in this workplace, but actually, at home, uh, he's newly married, and this is his situation. And actually, his wife is having the opposite experience of life from him. Um, blah blah blah." And and now the the longer I go on this idea, the more and more it's set in their kitchen and less and less set in the workplace. But I think it is sort of both at the moment. But that your first incarnation of the idea in your head is not necessarily the best one. And then actually I went off and had almost a separate idea that felt like a different, completely different expression of this idea where it was much more randomly set around cryptocurrency um, and. Uh, and I thought, oh, that's a show that I'm really excited about. And by the time I'd come back from the walk, I'd already discarded it and come back to my original idea. It was quite a long walk. Um, but but even now, I'm still sort of slightly... I'm, so I'm, I'm trying to use my own system, as it were, uh, to develop my own show. You know, sort of take physician, heal thyself. Yeah. Uh, so your, your view on this sitcom is fluctuating as wildly as the uh, amount of money that one can earn from Bitcoin, I think. I think that's probably right. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure whether I'd be buying shares in the sitcom yet or not, but I'm I'm really excited about it at least. But aware that, you know, uh, that the beginning is just the beginning. And number four is know when to move on. And this is something that I've said. I think at the start of the year, I was kind of issuing general advice, habits for writers and stuff. And one of them, and I said this at my webinar I did the other day, if there's this idea that you've been working on for, for quite a few years, bin it. You know, because everyone's going to say, stick with it, stick with it, persevere, you can do it. And actually, I always like to plant the idea. Yeah, maybe you should just chuck it. It probably wasn't your best idea. You now realise that it's fundamentally not a sitcom and you'd like to write a sitcom. So you should probably have a new idea. So move on. Is that the kind of thing you had in mind, Dave? Very much so. And again, to use the sort of life parallel uh, where I realise what one of the other things which um, will... We'll, uh, emit a, a hollow laugh from James I think was my kind of uh, acknowledgement that, uh, that I needed to get past my uh, fear of technology and um, uh, but again I had always been and also know, I needed to get past your fear of technology <laughs> yes, yes that's true um, but it was um, the 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 feeling that I was always you know the guy who was crap with technology I was I was very comfortable with that um and um I know other people who are like that and it's it's easier and if you're in comedy as well more fun to be hey look at me I just what's a podcast you know what is it it's like a gramophone record or something um and I, I understood that you know if I'm recording a fortnightly podcast as I am and doing more I need to kind of get my get myself organized and I and I have finally 175 yeah. episodes in manage that but along the way i have tried really hard to do certain things and to become more uh skilled in certain areas and i've i you know i have really tried hard but there are some things that i kind of i'm aware that i do just you know it makes more sense for me to get someone else to do those other things than for me to do myself I mean I did have a, a go at um, editing briefly and uh, you know I can do it but I realized that that a, a person who understands how sound recording works can take 10 minutes to do something that will take me two hours mm. and so it's just uh, I 
and I could have really, you know, kind of knuckled down and really sort of properly uh, embraced the whole thing. But I, I kind of know that this is an area that I struggle with and it's kind of, there are loads of people out there who can do it and better to at least uh, accept that it's, it's something that I'm never going to be great at and that if I can afford to pay someone else to do it, then, uh, then that's what I'll do. Yeah. And we're very grateful to Gary, who is editing this podcast. And hopefully he's got some better, more raw material to work with and the sound quality uh, is is much better. Um, so uh, Know When to Move On was number four. and num- But number five, I love all these, Finish What You Start. Uh, I, think, I think we all know in our heart of hearts, you know, when, when I was saying to people, look, just bin it, chuck it. It's like, if this is the fourth thing that you've chucked, then I think you're afraid of finishing. So you should finish something. Is that the kind of thing you had in mind? Yeah, very much so. And again, this is uh, that, this actually came from uh, the, the sitcom writing course that I've been doing for just over a year now. And I get uh, what I do is I have uh, sixteen people, and uh, over an eight-week period, uh, we uh, you know we we write a sitcom, and we spend we spend a large amount of time on that working on the idea getting that idea road tested and rigorous as we keep saying um and then gradually we kind of work on the story and the characters and and i say gradually you know it's like eight weeks so um you know we get we we try and finish writing the whole thing in, in eight weeks um, and I've had people of all levels of experience, people who've never written a thing in their lives and people who've written loads of stuff, professional writers and things. Um, but it doesn't really matter what level you are at. The, um, the, 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 there is a, a gene, I think, of, of finishing things, which is probably the most important gene to have, whether you're a comedy writer or uh, a gymnast or, a, or a, whatever, mm. really, which is... Uh, to once you commit to a project to, to to finish it, and I've been, I have been that person who has been the s- several uh, half completed ideas um, for many years, uh, which um, explains why uh, I published my first novel age sixty two. So um, I I had I had enough chapter one to five um, to make several several books worth really. Um, so learning learning the finishing gene for me was a, was a, was probably a much harder thing than actually you know um the, well well the, the being aware of that over the process and 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 knowing that the thing had to be written and there are all sorts of things that that get in the way aren't there really James you know you mm. like um, our confidence of our, our feeling of imposter syndrome um you know, and uh, the, the sort of inner voices, uh, the judgmental inner voices. But, you know, if you can get past those inner vo- voices and just whatever it is, the task is that you set yourself, I'll say it can be anything at all. It doesn't have to be a work thing. It, it, it can be a re- relationship or whatever. Mm. You know, be just 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 uh, close close those loops, those open loops of work, as they're called mm. in uh kind of uh, time management speak yeah and that may be you just control alt delete the whole thing you just drag it into the box and bin it and that's fine or you mentally do that you put it in a folder marked archive past projects whatever it is um you know i'm not a general fan of of deleting stuff because you never quite know uh when something's going to come in handy again but you do need to kind of mentally uh write it off and i think also you know you you say you've got lots of half-finished projects here we are on episode 175 and one of the common factors is this is something that we've done together so it may be that you do need someone else involved either as a co-production co-writing or someone that you just say to someone i'm going to get this done by then and when we do you know and don't just tell them you need to be on the hook and just say and at that point we're going to go out for dinner and it's going to be brilliant and we're going to go to that place we really like and we're going to celebrate and we'll have that bottle of uh, viognier that we really like and when and we're not going to go out or do anything until we've done it you know that that kind of thing so i think you do need to either reward yourself or or publicly humiliate yourself if you don't you know what i mean there are other ways of sort of getting on the hook you know, drawing a graph. I mean, I lost a lot of weight a few years ago. I did um, the blood sugar diet and lost four and a half uh, stone. And a great big graph on the fridge 
goes quite a long way. So w- whatever works for you, do it. But if it's, it's you know, make sure that you've got a finishing strategy in place, especially if you're not naturally a finisher. Know thyself. <laughs> yeah, they kind yeah. of, they, they are, they're all connected, all of these. Yeah, all of these are connected. And talking of connectivity, number six is switch off tech. Yeah. I think one of the best rules for life I can think of is just the more specific version of this, which is turn off notifications. Whatever it is, whatever device you have, turn off notifications. And actually, we were slightly delayed in recording this podcast um, because I was actually playing a game with my kids uh, because my phone was face down um, and I'd forgotten it was in the diary. I did have an alert to remind myself. And I didn't notice for 15 minutes that my phone had messages on it. Dave going, are we recording this podcast now? But I'd actually rather have it that way around. I'm sorry, Dave, um, because we just don't want to be slaves to notifications, tech, social media. Oh, my goodness. Other people's opinions of me uh, might have changed in the last 10 minutes on social media. Let's go and check. Um, I'm delighted you know. to hear that was the reason, James, because, and, and, and I'm sure other people, you'll have had this as well. You know, when uh, I, I, when James was about five minutes uh, late, I was sort of thinking, well, you know, sometimes, yeah, we're always a few minutes late. Yeah. And then at sort of about five or ten minutes, I thought, this is this is really unusual. I thought, has something happened to James? Is he not, <laughs> is he not well? Or, as he, you know, uh, yeah. is he ill or something? You know, and, and that's, uh, you know, 10, 10 minutes. And finally, yeah. Uh, yeah, finally, after, you know, as he said, 15 minutes, he got in. I mean, that is that is ridiculous. I mean, don't switch off the tech yet because we've still got six more. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is stuff, this stuff know, is gold. Yeah, don't turn yeah, this off. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think it's, um, you know, that, 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 that the fact that, you know that that was what went through my mind in that sort of fifteen minutes because you know you are you are Mister Reliable really when it comes to timing I think and so that was uh, mm. I, I, I well say, I'm glad you great, think that yeah great great um, great reason to be not uh, you know to to, to 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 be late for me I'm very I'm very pleased about that really so that that's yeah. uh, that's a good one there but yeah it works and it and and, and it but it's um and again just to come back to the you know your, your comedy writing is it's like like anything you know you you just focus better when you've not when you've not got uh tech to hand and i do mm. again the thing i started doing uh a bit, bit under a year ago uh, last december i just start i i start every day with 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 um i start every day with like about sort of 30 to 40 minutes of writing handwriting um mm whatever the whether it's a new project or, or planning something or or just writing a novel or something and that's you know so i've already spent time working on the day before i kind of switch on any tech and i think that's really uh, it's helped it's kind of lowered my anxiety levels apart from anything else and stress levels yeah. so and i was and, noticing and, that occasionally i was getting to lunchtime and just realizing that i was grumpy in the afternoon because i hadn't written enough in the mornings and I got to the point where I now basically don't agree to any meetings in the mornings. I don't recall podcasts in the mornings. Um, occasionally something comes along that I can't miss because it's morning, you know, and it's like th- this This meeting was fixed uh, two years ago according to a strict schedule, um, partly revolving around bishops of the Church of England, but that's, that's another uh, story. Um, so obviously I'll show up to those, but in general I just don't agree to anything before noon, usually before lunch, because that is when I write because I am a writer and I know that if I don't write I get grumpy in the afternoon because I don't write well in the afternoons. So it's just a question of, again, knowing thyself, switching off the tech, not agreeing to stuff, knowing that you're going to be grumpy if you don't. So just put stuff in place so that you can do the things uh, that you have set out to do and then number seven if i'm if we be ready to keep this moving dave is yeah. it's not just switch off tech it's switch off yeah what's just, that well just um just to finish on on the last one just to say you know obviously you and i have the luxury of, of uh our working day we can incorporate writing in our working day because that's what we do um but we if you're you know trying to fit it in anywhere squeeze it in between childcare and all the other things mm. you have to do and your your other job or whatever then you know that that's the, the point is to really make sure you're away from tech 
uh, when when you're doing that. But yeah, switch switching off completely. Uh, again, this is something you know everybody worries about um, burnout, and you've heard it more and more, and especially with COVID and everything, people have just um, you know we we kind of we may have gained by not having to travel into work or something, but but the kind of extra stress of being around and on, uh, with each other the whole time, we, we we're not kind of getting physically getting out as much and so mm. we're kind of internalizing that a bit and uh you know it is it, it it just just you know just stopping and going for a walk you know we can now go for walks that's all right and we can do we can do more stuff i know but mm. um just trying to kind of just enjoy enjoy everything else that's a, that's around and, and smell switch the roses off. yeah, yeah. switch Play switch off kids. all of the noise and by all the noise i don't just mean your your your, your notifications but you know just actually um you, you know, everything every, every every petty thing you have to do yeah. like every little uh, you know, little job you have to do, and every big thing as well. You know, because that's what our lives are, isn't it? It's a mix of, you know, yeah, I've got to send that email, I've got to uh, go and buy that thing from the shop, and yeah. I've got to have that really difficult conversation with my sister about such and such. So, mm. you know, we're always kind of we're always carrying that stuff around, and uh, I'm not. This isn't turning into a, a, a podcast about uh, meditation and uh, mindfulness and whatever, but. Um, you know, the, the, it is, um, it's, it, it's worth remembering that, you know, there are, there are things that we can change, but there's lots of things we can't, and lots of things that are out there that are great that we can just enjoy. And we should just, you know, kind mm. of accept, accept that and try not to do as I often do, um, wake up at three in the morning, remembering an email that I have to write and then, and then getting really angry about some tweet that I didn't respond to at, six hours earlier and now i'm writing a very angry response to that tweet and it's three in the morning and god's sake dave hmm. get how old are you dave come on i know i know it's yeah, pathetic yeah. really so, well i mean it's empirical scientific research not just religious god bother research i think has demonstrated that the happiest people in life are the most thankful and you you don't have to thank who i consider to be god you can thank the universe you can thank someone else in person you know you can um but I just think that is really uh, healthy and mindfulness, I guess, is kind of tapping into yeah. that. That was a good um, one, actually. I heard last week someone said, uh, you know, "Thank, uh, thank somebody who has helped you," uh, hmm. and that's uh, and and it was when they said that, I just thought, God, that's such an obvious thing. Yeah. Um, but I do kind of try and make a point of doing that as often as possible. Now, now that it's in in my consciousness, I yeah. try and do it as much as I can. And, you know, it is amazing how rarely we do that. And that's, you know, it's an important connection. And it's not a prelude to anything else. It's just literally, you know, it's just a thank you for that. I really enjoyed that. Hope you're Mm. having a good day. That's it. Mm. There's no, this isn't, this isn't for the first of a chain of emails where I slowly walk you into a position where you owe me a favour. So, yeah, that's, that's number seven, switch off. Number eight is similar to that, I guess. It's just kind of do stuff. So yeah. it's like get out there and and you know generate some anecdotes and generate stuff to write about experience life isn't it Yeah and I think maybe uh the switching off is probably the least uh relevant in terms of um, how to write comedy but to actually then look at the uh, flip side of that which is you know there there are things that we can do that we can't do anything about and there's no point getting angry about them at three in the morning but actually there are other things that you can do and uh, you know, regular listeners to to this show may have noticed that James uh, is involved in his local church. You know, and with the and and with in fact the the, the whole the national church, the national yeah. church. So, um, and no, for how much longer I don't know. There, there are general synod elections. I may be I may not be re-elected, and that that will be the end of it. So uh, right, oh, which means more time for podcasts. <laughs> but I mean, that's just you know, it's it's so totally ov- obvious that it informs you know mm. informs your worldview and in fact only today interestingly i was reading uh, a, a, an article a blog um by james which i was um which for some reason landed in my my timeline and was absolutely uh, fascinating take on uh, world war Two on the subject i know very well um uh, but that actually uh i was really really surprised 
at your at, at your conclusions in this uh, article about, yeah. about uh, whether Holy Britain will be the invaded. Of Britain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we were never going to be invaded. No, no, it's just not possible. But that's that's through listening to the We Have Ways podcast with Al Murray, uh, and um, who spoke about Faulty Towers back in the day on this podcast. Uh, was it Faulty Towers? He was a uh, yeah, yeah. I spoke oh, about yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So go back and listen. So yeah. yeah, having having interests outside and making time for them and spending time with them is really important isn't it yeah and i think what's you know because i've become very much more uh, active locally uh in the with the haringey climate forum um and you know it's it's a really interesting area and it's something where i'm actually i feel like i'm i'm sort of uh, doing something but I'm also completely I'm, I'm finding out stuff in areas and again as well as being the guy who's who never does technology um, I've, I've also prided myself on being the guy who never understood science and um, you know a lot of a lot of English graduates type people a lot of people in, in um, uh, writing kind of talk in that way but actually I've come to learn a lot in the last year and in fact to uh, reprimand you slightly James for your comment earlier that about Bill Gates not saying anything original um I um read Bill Gates's book about how to save the planet and was surprised at how you know how interesting his Fair ideas enough. were I <laughs> guess my main fault was the fact that he pinched windows off Apple you know to me as in like the idea of windows is just like that was not an original yeah, idea but okay he he made it work um but yeah and to his credit though he just sort of hangs around with people who have all the best ideas and kind of picks them. So I think yeah. he's kind of got that skill set. And he's aware of that, and that, mm. that's clear in, in the book as well. But it does, um, it has taken me into areas and uh, looked at looking at things that have just really helped me from hmm. a point of view of my writing um that I, i'm not and i'm not specifically writing about uh climate and global warming and stuff i mean i have written stuff about that before anyway but just my approach how to to deal with people in meeting situations and how to how to kind of look at something when you think you've solved a problem and then but actually all you've done is start another problem which is always a kind of issue with climate action anyway but that's really uh it's made me kind of look for other areas of 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 uh problems and i and i have promised to my fellow uh climate forum members that i'm not joined just so that i can meet people in <laughs> committees and um steal their steal their comedic ways for my uh skits yeah people do immediately go oh i bet you're gonna write a sitcom about this um and i get that in general synod and my response is always the same which is well, a sitcom has to have believable characters. I'm afraid <laughs> if you spend any length of time in the general synod, you realise these people are simply not believable. Uh, so uh, that kind of slightly throws people for a loop. Um, but they, 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 they immediately go, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> this, this place is full of crazies and weirdos. Um, you know, the people who want to be elected are rarely the people that probably should be elected. You know, the people that we want to be, the, people, the person that we want, want to be prime minister like, for example, Alan Johnson, you know, it's like, oh, can, can you lead the Labour Party and be prime minister? They never want to do it. That's always the downside, isn't it? So, uh, you know, not, you know, I'm not sure I would have voted for him, but he seems like a very sensible bloke. Talking of people, number nine, um, get in touch with people you know. Yeah. Uh, and this is slightly, you, you, you kind of alluded to it just, just now when you talk about, you know, when you sort of get, get in touch with somebody that you haven't been in touch with for a while. Um, again that is a really good it's 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 just very useful in terms of reminding yourself of of aspects of yourself that you may have forgotten about along mm. the way and these are things that that uh help from a, this is from a, obviously from a comedy writing point of view that help you to kind of uh, you know find more ideas and remember incidents and things that you know maybe have you've just forgotten about and what what I did was uh, what I was um I just went through my, uh, when my book came out, I went to my Gmail and instead of going newest to oldest, I switched it to oldest to newest. So I've had that Gmail account for 10 years and immediately found these names about four or five people who I still really like and just haven't, you know, I'd kind of lost touch with over, over sort of 10 years or maybe a little less. And, um, 
the, the, un- unfortunately, the aim of it was to was to lead them into, hey, um, by the way, I've got a book out. Would you please buy a copy? Yeah. Um, um, but it did also lead me to some people. That I just thought, oh yeah, I really need to get back in touch with that person. And oh yes, and that's reminded me of an incident that would make a very good episode in a sitcom that I had yeah. completely forgotten about. Oh, so, that time when our car broke down and we were 15 miles away from the nearest petrol station and it was it was a late November night and oh my goodness. You know what I, mean? like, yeah, and I couldn't fix the car and I was so angry. All I could find was this giant branch so I just bashed the, <laughs> the bonnet of the car. Ah, exactly. no, that's been done. No, that's, that's yes, I, I must have dreamt that. Um, Number ten is uh, write more jokes, yeah. Um, which I think is a is is. I mean, that is that advice for life or for comedy writers? It feels like that one's probably may aimed more at the comedy writer. It is, yes. I think it's fair to say, James, <laughs> that um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we can't all be writing more jokes. But I think it does. We we, if you're not writing jokes, then at least uh, keep a sense of perspective on on life, and and you know stop taking yourself so seriously um mm. dave and um <laughs> you know just just keep a keep a sense of perspective on things because i think we do you know it is very easy in this kind of super binary social media world where you know my my right my my being right means that you're being wrong makes you worse than Hitler kind of mm. uh, attitude is um it, it's it's just poisonous really and it, yeah. and, and um you know there's, there is just a lot of a lot of poison out there and we kind of have to remember well you know that um that that stuff it it we could step back from that poison you know look look at yourself Dave and yeah. other people, you know, when you when you are arguing against that person um, on Twitter at three in the morning in your head, or even actually on it, and you know, just just step back from the person who just who's just written. Oh, you think that that's a clever idea? Oh, well, that makes you a complete idiot. You know, actually, sort of step back from it and read that and sort of think, hang on, what am I, what am I doing, wasting my time? you know, shouting at people on social media, you know, there's, there's a million books to read. There's, uh, there's mm. the, the sun shining or even if it's pouring with rain, go and stand out in the pouring rain for a minute and, and enjoy the fact that, you know, we can, uh, you know, the, 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 the flowers are going to look lovely, uh, after that. And, you know, just, just, just have a bit of, just, just don't take everything so seriously. Mm. It's interesting, particularly on social media, how people I know for a fact are funny, are very much not funny, um, because it's all about opinions. Um, and so, yeah, no, I think that's probably good advice. And obviously, lots of people who listen to this are not glued to social media, like some of us are. But um, I'm still reminded, it's not really been bettered, has it? The XKCD uh, little uh, cartoon picture where someone's at a computer it's a stick man at a computer are you coming to bed i can't this is important what someone's wrong on the internet you know it's like yeah. it's i mean that that still hasn't really been bettered i got a feeling that picture's probably 20 years old mm. um and it still sums up it's just like let it go doesn't matter and actually if you didn't look you wouldn't care so stop looking uh stop caring uh well no, you can keep caring that's fine but it's like have a sense of humour about it. Write more jokes. Don't be a sitcom character. Yeah. That I think that's it, isn't it? And it yeah. kind of takes us back full circle. Although 11 is always leave them wanting more and 12 is seat 11. Uh, so we've kind of wrapped this one up and yeah. our time is basically gone anyway. But it, it is, I think a lot of this is self-knowledge, isn't it? A lot of that's yeah. it's, it's some, summed up in, in, in just, knowing yourself and, and all see, seeing your writing as a as a subset of your life rather than as an identity maybe yeah yeah and and uh but but also i mean you can yes of course you do take seriously uh you know your relationships your life the, the work you want to do you want to you know people want to be writers for any number of reasons they can be noble or you know i want to get rich or whatever people reasons people give for wanting to be writers i want immortality and stuff but but actually if you know you know once you do start to kind of uh investigate ideas and and, and be creative you know you realize that that uh, there's there's there is so much more to the world than 
you and your your your, your you and your little world really i think mm. but uh, yeah, yeah. No, um but you're right james um number 11 is leave them wanting more so we should really just stop now shouldn't we we should <laughs> the end so there you go that's our 12 rules for life number 11 leave them wanting more um Great. Well, we should leave people wanting more. Obviously, you can, uh, if you've subscribed to us on Patreon, you might have already seen a video of this episode on our Patreon site um, and got advanced, sneaky, sneaky advanced sometimes to episodes. There's there's an extra podcast every month, essentially, which is a Q&A with Dave and I, and you can be part of that on the Patreon. So go over and have a look at that. And obviously, if you join as a real Mackay at the top tier, uh, then there's an extra masterclass um, where we really dig in uh, for a couple of hours uh, with a small group and and um, and we make quite a lot of progress in that time. So I hope some of those things are of interest to you. Dave's got his uh, course. Um, what are you? What's on your slate at the moment, Dave? In terms of uh, what are you running course-wise? Well, I've got a new uh, sitcom writing course, the eight-week course coming um, that, that's starting now. Um, but then I'm I'm planning to do uh, a rewriting uh, rewriting course actually in uh, November. And actually, also I'm working on with some people on some uh, topical lines. As I say, as we say, there's a lot of topical stuff coming up. So uh, that's all exciting, and we may we may indeed ourselves have some quite exciting uh, news about um, scripts uh, in our next podcast. Yes, sure, already said too much, Dave. Already said too much. Uh... We'll always leave the audience wanting more. So I think that's it, isn't it? It is, yes. Thank you very much. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Cheerio. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.